A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Today, we are talking skin and weight loss with world-renowned cosmetic and plastic surgeon, Dr. Sean Rice. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. And yourself? I'm doing good. I'm excited for this conversation. I do want to let the audience know that we've been having some glitches all day. Um, hopefully, you'll stick with us. Um, we might be in and out. Fingers crossed. Everything goes as planned. So let's get right into it. Um, Dr. Rice, I know you've been on before, but let's maybe do a little introduction for some of our new members. Our groups are up at upwards of 26,000 people now. So we have some wow. new members who might not know who you are. So maybe a bit of an introduction about how amazing you are. <laughs> well, I'll let my wife tell you that one. <laughs> so I'm a plastic surgeon here in Toronto, and I'm just broadcasting today from our hamam spa i'm the medical director here so where i do all my fillers and stuff and then we do surgery uh lots of things on the go these days i love it okay so let's let's get right into it uh, i know we've had this conversation before we want to talk skin and what you, people can do about it when they lose weight with their skin and things like crepey skin and sure. you know um stretch marks and all that but first let's talk about skin in general so outside of obviously on program, you know, people are trying to be as healthy as possible, drinking water, eating healthy foods. What can people do to take care of their skin on a day-to-day -day basis? Like just in general, what are your top tips for that? Yeah, you know, skin is one of those things that nobody ever really thinks about. And when you really think about it, it's the the biggest organ in your body, right? And it's yes. kind of the barrier between what happens in the outside world and what happens on the inside world. So, you know, if there's a couple of things, one is a sun avoidance or certainly put on some good uh, sunscreen. And the other one is uh, smoking. Those are probably about the two biggest things that you can do to uh, keep your skin looking well. Even in the winter months, like sunscreen in the winter? Yeah, people always um, assume that the winter months, you know, we always think about it, you know, maybe I put it on when I go on a holiday or something like that. But really, you can get a lot of um, rays from the sun that will bounce off uh, snow and things like that, particularly if you're skiing, you know, downhill, cross country kind of thing. So you should put on some good sunscreen even in the wintertime. Okay. Number one question outside of like loose skin, crepey skin. I was, I, I was, I was, look, where was I looking in the mirror or something the other day? And I'm starting to get some like, like, you know, those little lines and, and on my hands, what do we, what, it, why sure. do we get that? And, and what can we do? What can we do about it? Can we dry brush it off? Can we moisturize it off? What, what can we do? Yeah. You know, crepiness is caused by numerous things that happens to all of us males and females as we age basically and what happens is you lose the collagen the elastin you kind of think of it as losing the elasticity of your skin so you know you take an elastic band and you pull on that elastic band and it stretches out and you let it go and it crinkles all back up again that's kind of what happens with your skin the elasticity of the skin you lose it as you age and it starts to crinkle so what you want to do is anything you can do to try to maintain that elasticity over the years, sunscreen, good moisturizer, things like that. 
So what if it's gotten to a situation where it just doesn't look great? We haven't been using this, the, this, the sunscreen and stuff. Is there anything we can do to improve it? Like really, can we dry brush it or, or is there any creams that we can put on it to help? Yeah, I would say so. Good moisturizer creams are the basis. Um, I mean, you know, pick a, a, a good one. There are sort of medical lines of skin moisturizing and there's sort of non-medical lines and you can debate those back and forth till the cows come home but you want a good sort of uh, moisturizer some good sunscreen and then there's other things you can do you know the, so really you need to do something from a let's call it from a medical point of view whether it's an injectable whether it's a, a laser machine or something like that you need something that's going to stimulate the collagen underneath your skin so if you're doing a, a laser device or a radio frequency device, really what you want to do is the device has to heat up the skin. The heating up the skin causes basically a controlled damage, let's call it, and that causes your collagen to reorganize itself and tighten up. So there's lots of things you can do to help with creepy skin as years go by. Okay, so what would, if I started to do stuff, um, if I just started using moisturizer, how long would it take before I notice a difference? If I, uh, give me a, an example of some procedure I could get done and, and what, what kind of desired results would I get from that? Yeah, so let's say if you stick with moisturizer, you got to give any moisturizer about a three month trial. Uh, so it really does take it. And, and you have to think of that because your skin, your hair follicles, all that stuff kind of turn over and around a three month yeah. cycle, let's call it. So it takes a good three months. Uh, there's lots of things we use for crepey skin. Um, you want to prevent it, first of all, you know, sunscreen and things like that, moisturizer. But you can take devices like microneedling. We use a really awesome machine, the Sulfurum X, which is a microneedling device. And when that happens, you get little pores of needles that sends an energy down in there that causes the skin to heat itself up and it causes it to contract. That can help with uh, wrinkly of the skin. The other thing we do a lot of, it's, it's basically off-label, we use um, Sculptra, which is a stimulant. It's a polyolactic acid. We use it for your face. We use it for buttock stimulation. But you can also use it in creepy areas. We use it for hands, under the arms. That little sort of patch, you know, like a women get it all the time if you're playing tennis and you're wearing shorts and they're yeah. just above your kneecap to where your shorts end. You yes. get a bunch of creepy skin and it yes. drives people crazy. Yes. So we can use injections and stuff like that in that area. It'll never get rid of it, but it'll give you a significant improvement for it for sure. Okay. And what about collagen? So, you know, collagen is great with prebiotic digestion. Collagen as your collagen is that elastic stuff you're talking about that depletes as we get older, but collagen supplements, what, what do you think about those? Yeah, that's a, you know, that's a great question. And I've, over the years, I've tried to find some really good evidence to support it in either way. Does it make sense or does it not make sense? Yeah. I can't really find any good solid evidence to tell you it works or that it doesn't work right yeah so it kind of makes some sense you're, you're eating collagen but then it doesn't make sense to me in certain areas because your body enzymes are just going to digest all that right if it gets yeah. broken down into amino acids and stuff and it starts all over it makes sense but honestly there's really no true evidence that i can find uh that would sway my opinion in either way Okay, so just a little bit of everything that you're doing. What what would the cost of these these procedures you're talking about? Microneedling. What what would the cost be associated to that? Yeah, for the injectables like Sculptra, you're generally looking at about, you know, depending on how much you you, you need, maybe eight hundred dollars a treatment. You need okay. maybe three or four treatments. Microneedling is probably about half that. You may need four or five treatments. 
Um, it really does come down to kind of an individual and what you need. Because what we want to do is we want to customize your treatment, at least here at Hamam, to yeah. you. So we may put microneedling and add something else to it as well. So prices vary a little bit, but they're generally reasonably priced. What about creams? Are like some body creams better than others? Like, and would you would you use on your body what you use on your face? Like, what what's the difference there? And what yeah, what would you consider would a good say, one? You know, the big debate has always been: Do you go with a non-medical line? You know, something you buy yeah. shop or shop mart, let's say, yeah. versus a medical line, uh, something like um, uh, we use here at Hamam. We use a lot of SkinCeuticals. Yeah, it's not used. Yeah, skin, so they're a great uh, sort of medical line. Elastin is a is a newer line to North America. Fantastic uh, skincare line. Really has a lot of medical research behind it. But you know, you're looking at at you know again, you're looking at a couple of months of trying out those treatments. I have seen, particularly even with Elastin, some really good results. But it's taken like maybe even six months of using the cream to okay. kind of get to that uh, time frame. Okay. So what's the ingredient people are looking for? Is it, is it like, is there a specific ingredient or it depends on what area people are treating? Yeah, I think it's really just going to depend on what area you're treating. Try not to get caught up too much in a lot of the sort of patented technologies. Okay. Although some of them like Elastin and, and uh, SkinCeuticals have some patented technologies that enables the um, product to sort of penetrate the skin quite easily. And then you get all that product to where you want it. And I think that's really the difference between medical and non-medical skincare lines. Cause I use, I use, I use the SkinCeuticals, the, the Seafrulic, I use the eye cream, which I'm giving away some for some of my favorite things. I do a big giveaway at the end of the program. So I'm including that, but can someone come just like, can someone come to a Hamam spa and just buy it off the shelf or do they need a doctor like prescription or, or something to get it? No, you can buy it off the shelf. The difference, okay. really the difference between medical and non-medical when we talk about it is that medical, you have to buy it at some physician's office. And usually yeah. that means that the active ingredients are, are more intense. And sometimes you can get, sometimes the, you can get a reaction that's a little bit more intense so you have to uh, have a, a physician at least kind of go over the line with you in the beginning okay let's talk about cellulite right what the fuck is up with cellulite what yeah what's yeah listen if i can come up with a cure for cellulite i'd be there i'd be more richer than elon musk these days i tell you so you know cellulite um lots of of kind of reasons why cellulite happens really cellulite you have to think of cellulite as a structural issue. Everybody in the back of their mind thinks it's related to diet and exercise and yeah, stuff like that. It's all globby all over the place. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah. And really, it's it's not. So it's really related to three things. It's related to thin skin. So as we age, your skin gets thinner. Hmm. It's related to these fibrous bands. So think of think of just use your hand as an example, right? So if I take the top part of my hand and I push it around, see how easy the skin moves? Really yeah. easy, right? If I take the palm of my hand, I push it around, I can't move the palm of my hand. And yeah. that means that there's lots of fibrous bands holding the palm of my hand down so that I can pick up objects versus holding the dorsum of my hand down, right? The okay. top of my hand. So yeah. if you think of cellulite usually happens on your outer thighs, on your buttock, that's where the skin is really tight and it has to be tight. So when you sit down, you don't fall off a chair, right? Mm -hmm. So you get all these little fibrous bands uh, that are 
that are pulling down thin skin and are trapping little globules of fat in between it. And that's really what cellulite is. Okay. What can we do about it? Can we use those rollers? You know, those rollers you put under your leg and you can roll it off and can you like, can you, what can we do? What can we yeah, do? Yeah, for sure. So there's, again, there's kind of like a, there's the non-medical side of it. And then there's the medical side of it, right? So the non-medical side, using those rollers, things like that, what you're really doing is you're really just redistributing water you're not really getting rid of your cellulite what you're doing okay. is you're forcing an inflammatory response by rolling your skin back and forth and you're forcing fluid to come from one area to the other it fills up those little balls uh, those little compartments and yeah. then your cellulite goes away but it's temporary so it works great let's say you're going to uh, you want to go away to the caribbean for a holiday roll your buttock roll your skin ahead of time roll it okay. while you're there it'll, it'll cut down a bit on your cellulite Okay. And then you get into the surgical side of cellulite. So there's a couple of machines on the market, cellulase, selfina. Uh, what they do is they break the little bands. Onto, oh. They're a, basically a laser, let's call it. Uh, cellulase is, a, is a, what we call an NDAG laser. So you put a laser under the skin. The heat of the laser uh, thickens the skin. So that helps with one part of the cellulite. The laser the, breaks the bands underneath the skin so the skin pops back up to the surface and then the laser also melts little components of fat wow so you'll get an improvement like say you grade a cellulite on a scale of one to four four is really really bad and one's not so bad yeah. if you're a four if you're a one generally those treatments don't give you much of a result because you can only move about one level if you're a three you can look like a two if you're a two you can look like a one but if you're really bad or really not bad, you can't really affect that too much with, uh, with your cellulite. Because when you're really bad, even a 25 or 30% improvement still looks bad anyways, right? So. Yeah. Okay. And we know like some, you know, obviously losing weight can help, you know, you know, working out our muscles or can help with the way it looks a little bit. Like, or is it just sure. always going to be? Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, Cause I know like when I, you know, when my, when I had an, an extra hundred pounds on me, I had real bad issue with cellulite Then I, you know, obviously I'm losing the weight. I, I find it's not as much of an issue. It is sometimes more than others for sure. What about creams? Is there any cream we could slap on there? That's going to make a difference. Fill those holes up. And is it no, <laughs> no, no, you know, not really. You know, again, the creams are just temporizing. You're not going to, um, treat it you're basically with the creams you're creating an inflammatory response caffeine vitamin uh, green tea seems to be a popular one these days for a cellulite and really what it's doing is it's creating a bit of an inflammatory response under the skin oh, okay. the inflammatory response causes the skin to expand and your cellulite uh doesn't look as bad but again they're fantastic treatments if you're going on a holiday or something and you, and you just want a temporizing treatment for it so what, what are any of these treatments that we're talking about? I know um, we were in 52 different countries, so it would depend on where people live. But are any of these treatments that we talk about or we're going to be talking about um, would be covered like through? No, I would say in Canada, not um, probably not in the United States either. I don't know about uh, Europe, but I would say no, they would generally be a, considered a cosmetic out of pocket treatment. Okay. What about varicose veins? Um, we have a, one of our program specialists, Sarah's lost over a hundred pounds and now she's dealing with varicose veins. Like what are they right. from? Like, what can you do about them? Yeah. So varicose veins, wow, that's a big problem and a big problem for a lot of people. 
There's some controversy now in the research on varicose veins in regards to using compression socks or not, right? So certainly a lot of surgeons I work with, male and female, wear compression socks. I used to wear them all the time. You wear compression socks on your legs because you're standing all day long and you know you're standing up. And the theory with um, uh, varicose veins is basically this. Inside your vein, there is a little sort of catch valves and what they do is as the blood comes through your vein, it goes, think of it as a trap door. The trap door opens like this. Okay. The blood comes up the inside, the trap door closes, and it prevents the, the um, uh, fluid in your vein, the blood, from going backwards, right? So that yeah. it goes forward. Yeah. And what happens is as we age, as, you know, as time goes by, for numerous reasons, these valves can get a little bit uh, loose. So it's like a, a trap door doesn't close. And what happens is as all the fluid goes through, all that blood goes through, it starts to back come. And as it comes down, it starts to fill up certain areas and expand the vein. And that's how you get varicose veins, right? So um, treatment-wise, the most common one, we certainly, in my old office, we used to have a vascular surgeon come in and, and do a procedure, what's called EVLT. So it's an endovein um, laser therapy. So they basically start at your knee. They put a little laser that goes up through the center of the vein up to your groin. And then they turn the laser on and that heats the vessel. And it basically is kind of like melting a straw. You're basically closing that blood vessel all the way down to the beginning again. And that's the sort of the definitive treatment of um, varicose veins. Okay. So would some, where would someone, they'd start with their doctor on that? Would they come to someone like you on that? Yeah. Yeah. I would say you need to start vascular surgery would be the most common person that does it. Uh, Yeah. Start with your family doctor. They could probably get you a good referral to somebody. There are some, a lot of radiologists do it in certain countries because they're used to doing, um, you know, under ultrasound guidance. So I would say a good vascular surgeon, a good radiologist would probably be your best bet. Okay. Let's get into skin and weight loss. So what can we do to prevent, I mean, with my program, you tend to lose it all over because you're losing it in a healthy way. Obviously you're eating healthy foods, drinking lots of water. Um, You know, some people are taking collagen. They find it helps with hair and skin and nails and and obviously um, prebiotic Um, dry brushing. Do you believe in dry brushing? Like, is it, you know, I think you're basically exfoliating. So the the one thing with dry brushing is in in my mind, the way I think about it is if you're exfoliating the, the sort of dead layer of the skin, it, it, it opens up the barrier to allow whatever creams and stuff you're putting on to penetrate deeper and work better. Okay. So when someone loses weight, I find like when someone loses weight on program, they wait about three months, their weight starts to settle after they're done. And you know, they tend to look a lot better, their skin, they're settling into their body. So I tend to tell people to wait about at least three months after they're done losing weight, if not longer, depending on how much you've lost. Um, what, what's your suggestion of, of how long someone will wait um, say they're exercising, they're doing the things until they decide to do something surgical with their, with their, with yeah, their skin. For sure. I think the, the best way, you know, the best way to, uh, the best way to sort of tackle that is to start from the very beginning when you're losing weight. So make sure you do it in a, in a proper way, you know, proper yeah. diet and exercise that you're losing in a controlled manner. You're not all of a sudden, you know, oh my God, this month I lost a hundred pounds because keeping yeah. that off next to impossible, right? You want to make sure that you keep, you know, moisturize your skin. So you're, you're preparing your skin as you go along that journey, let's call it. Um, Mm. Me, I always tell people you should wait probably about six months post um, because, you know, you never, very rare. I know from myself, right? If you put on 
20 pounds, you lose 20 pounds. Very rarely can you maintain that level of, you can certainly maintain it putting it on, but it's very hard to get when you get down to a certain level to maintain that level. Yeah, weight's right? always, flu it's always yeah, fluctuating. It's always Even fluctuating. Even after people lose. Yeah, you're never going to yeah. sit at your lowest low because you're trying to see the lowest low when you're trying to get the lowest low. So you're always going to fluctuate a little bit. Yeah, so to figure out what your norm is, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I totally, I say figure out what your norm is. And then generally, let's see, let's pick something like a tummy tuck, let's say, right? Yeah, let's do that. So let's say you're doing a tummy tuck and, and you need to lose um, 30 pounds, just as an example, right? So let's say you get down to you've lost 20 pounds. In my mind, that's probably a good time to start looking at whether or not you want to do the surgery for numerous reasons. Okay. Basically, if you lose another 10 pounds, your results are only going to look better, right? But if you put on, let's say you did it and your goal was to lose 30 pounds. I lost my 30 pounds. I got my tummy tuck done, but I put on another 10 pounds afterwards because I just realistically couldn't maintain that 30 yep. pound weight loss. Then you've kind of lost a good chunk of the aesthetic um, side of doing your tummy tuck. So okay. my theory is always wait till you know where you're in a range and do it when you're going to lose maybe a little bit more weight because your results will generally look a little bit better as opposed to do it and then put on some weight afterwards. Yeah. So, so to our, to our members that would translate into put some time into maintenance, solidifying your weight, get used to what maintenance look like and feels like to you maintain that for a while before you start thinking about doing anything surgical. Okay. Love that. What, what, what people, what can people do? You talked about a tummy tuck. What about like, what else? What about liposuction? Like what, what, yeah. would that, would so, people wouldn't do liposuction with loose skin though? That's more to, that would be more to. Yeah. When you, so, oh my God, we could spend days just talking about. <laughs> Let's talk about loose the, skin. Uh, the, Let's talk so, about loose skin yeah. So think of it this way. This is, so let's say you're thinking, do I want tummy tuck or do I want liposuction? Right. So if you stand up, and you stand in front of the mirror and just let your stomach go, right? Don't try to hold it in and look great in front of the mirror, right? Yeah. So stand up in front of the mirror, let your stomach go. If your stomach pops out uh, a good distance, right? So that's either due to one of two things. It's due to internal fat. So you've got a bunch of fat around your intestines that okay. only diet and exercise are ever going to get rid of. No yeah. surgery will ever get rid of that, right? Yeah. Or you've got a really loose abdominal muscle, let's say after a couple of children or something like yeah. that, and yeah. then it sort of pops out. It's the typical, um, you see it all the time with guys, the typical beer belly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you're standing up and it's like, oh my God, if I only had liposuction, but in reality, liposuction is not going to do anything. And even a tummy tuck won't do anything because all that fat is inside your intestine. And only diet and exercise can enter your intestine and get rid of it, right? So, yes. so that's the first thing you need to determine. And then oh. you basically, so with liposuction, so if I stand up and I let my stomach go and it all pumps out, then that's basically a tummy tuck because I have to tie those muscles back together. Again. Okay. With liposuction, if you think of here's your abdominal wall, right? And below that is all intestine, so I can't touch that. Mm -hmm. And over here is my skin. So with liposuction, I can remove about 50% of the fat between that abdominal wall and, and my uh, skin, right? Yeah. So if the muscle is 
let's say you got a beer belly and you're way out like this, there's only that little tiny distance, then surgery's of no use. So if you've yes. got some good distance there, liposuction will do pretty well. You can't remove everything with liposuction. If you try to, you get it, it gets all indented and it looks terrible. You have to leave yeah. some fat behind in order yeah. to get a nice contour. So really it's a it's a discussion, you know, those are kind of the general parameters of it, but it's a discussion you just have with your surgeon, which one would be better for you. Yeah, because, you know, the reason why I want to have this conversation is that, yes, with loose skin, we'll get back to that when people lose a lot of weight. But I think in the back of a lot of people's mind, I know they joke and I've spent enough time talking to people who want to lose it. Oh, well, if this doesn't work, I'll just get a tummy tuck. If this doesn't work, right. I'll just get liposuction. Like it's it's their plan B. So they, they kind of function. It's like me and my skin. Like I'm, I'm going to come see you, by the way, because I'm turning 50 this year and I want to do some skin stuff. And I'm like, oh, I can go out in the sun um, and I can do this because Dr. Rice will just fix my face. Right. Down the road. Like there's, there's lasers and there's skin. There's things I can do, right. but only to a certain point. So I think a lot of people have a plan, like their plan B is like, well, I'll just, you know, get liposuction or, or tummy tuck. And that's why I want to have a real conversation about it. So, so, so if that is you, you have, you know, you're actually, you have a better understanding of what's involved, but also, you know, this is why you got to put that time into diet and exercise and do what you can now. It's a benefit too, right? I would imagine the healthier you are with any surgery you get, the better, right? Better results. So it's oh. more healthier. Yeah, for sure. You want to be healthy for sure. hundred percent. And you know, and, and, um, I would say every reputable surgeon that I know, if your goal is to, you know, you come to somebody and it's like, listen, my goal is to lose people are around this assumption. I get a tummy tuck. I'm going to lose like 20 pounds. Yeah. Like literally you can have a, I've removed like massive amounts of skin. Like we're talking like somebody who's lost 200 pounds and their abdomen is down to their knees. And that all still only weighs 10 or 20 pounds. Like, mm. you know, like you're not losing liposuction. You're not going to lose any weight with liposuction. You may lose a pound, a kilogram tops. Like think of fat floats, right? You could put five liters of fat in a, in a bucket of water and it's all going to float. It's not going to sink. So it really doesn't weigh much. Right. And your stomach is about the same, right? You're talking skin and fat. So you can, you're, you can't approach cosmetic surgery as a weight loss um it just doesn't work it has to be, your weight loss has to be done you know through diet and exercise and stuff like that and then use your surgery as a contouring let's call it uh mm. to get rid of all that extra. and sometimes you need to you need surgery to get rid of you know you lost 100 pounds and you have a big hanging stomach or or yeah. flanks or something and you have to remove that in order to lose the next hundred pounds because all that skin just gets in the way. I totally understand that, but you yeah. can't, you can't do surgery as a weight loss. It just doesn't work. People's minds are just exploding right now. I know it. They're just like, right. ah! okay, let's talk about the loose skin. Let's talk about the loose skin. Cause we do have people in this group who are losing hundreds of pounds. Um, sure. so that's, you have loose skin. What would this be called? Skin removal. This would, is this a skin? Yeah. Removal? I mean, there's, yeah, there's lots of uh, there's lots of things you can do for loose skin, and the problem when you talk about loose skin, it really does come down to how much loose skin there is. If you've got a lot of loose skin, then reality is none of those external type or internal machines are going to work. You're going to have to do surgery to get rid of it. Uh, but if you've got some loose skin, there's lots of things you can do to um, help with tightening up the skin. Okay. Like what? What can we do? So 
generally most of most of the things that tighten your skin so you there's lots of things on the market radio frequency devices um sorry i got the hiccups today radio frequency devices that are microneedling devices there's uh, internal renuvion devices for tightening skin so they all what all those premises of tightening your skin really come down to heat right yeah. so your so your skin you need about 42 to 46 degrees celsius underneath the skin in order to basically denature the collagen and what you're doing is you're basically doing a controlled injury right yeah. so you are are heating up the skin not to the point where you burn everything and you get a big burn but you need to sort of heat up the skin that causes the collagen to reorganize it. As the collagen reorganizes it and pulls itself all in together, that thickens the skin, gets rid of the stretch marks and tightens the skin and things like that, right? So you have to find a machine that works well, that will work within that, that temperature range because some of them are, are really not good at all. You can sit there for days and days and days and they just, there's no sort of physiology behind how they're going to work. And some machines actually work really well, but you have to continuously use those external machines to keep your skin tight. It's not a one, a one and done deal. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com So what? So when you talk to those machines, some work, some don't. Does this matter? Come to, comes down to price point. Does it come down to the person using them? What would? How would we know? Like, what is there a certain? Like, what would we look for? Like, what are? If you were to like, if I so, and I'm thinking about all the moms right now, you know, or the people who've had babies that they're thinking of that that loose skin on their tummies, that kind of thing. Would that sort of be like skin tightening type of thing? Is that yeah. what that would be used for? Yeah, there are. There's lots of, of uh, you know, there's lots of really sort of newer, cool machines on the market now. There's um, Tempsure, which is kind of a, if you ever had surgery done and they put it, you've seen, they put like a cautery pad on your, to ground you during uh, surgery. So yeah. um, they have these ones now. I've done it for my abdomen. So you put like a big cautery pad, takes 15 minutes and you just sort of sit there for 15 minutes. And what it does is it gets to your skin to the, that temperature to cause it to sort of tighten itself back up together again. There's lots of those external ones. Envy, Sinusure makes some good ones. Morpheus makes some good ones. Uh, there's there, you don't get caught up in those over the counter type machines and don't get caught up too much on the hype of skin tightening because in okay. reality, you're only going to get a 20, 30% tightening of the skin. It's not, it's not going to, if you want tight skin, that surgery, but you also have to remember, even even when you do a tummy tuck, we can pull the skin, 
you know, you can drop a quarter off your stomach and it'll bounce, you know, because your skin's so tight. But within a couple of weeks, that will stretch itself back out again. And you're never, ever going to keep it looking like completely, totally flat. Unless genetically, that's the way you look ahead of time. And that's the way your abdomen is. I can tell you my abdomen is never going to look flat. That's, that's the reality of it, you know. So you're going to have to live with that. So how long would there, are they would like, would, well, if I did the skin tightening, skin tightening, um, I guess like a machine or surgery, what would they, I know it's going to vary, but well, how long are those results? Is it that they don't last or is that the skin just, again, starts to do what skin does and it's just going to end up there anyways? Yeah, generally for all those treatments, you need to do a series. It's never a one-off. If somebody tells you it's a one-off treatment, I've never even heard of a, a single one-off treatment that works. Okay. So you it's have not. to do a series of, let's say, and 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 really when, when we talk about doing a series of say three to five treatments to start with, it really just depends on the quality of your skin. So if you got pretty good skin quality, you just got a little bit of loose uh, skin, then say three treatments may work well. Sometimes you need five times, sometimes you need six to get it to that point where it's tight. And then yeah. you need a maintenance afterwards. Some people can get away with, once every six months of uh, a treatment to keep it tight. Some people uh, need it once every three months. It really does become variable at that point in time. But you have to think of it as I need to do a series of treatments to get where I want to be. And then yeah. I need to do something to maintain it. So there's no quick fix. There's no, quick no, fix. there's never a quick fix with anything. Honest to God. Like somebody tells you there's a quick fix. It, there's never really is. Those, um, the skin with skin removal, say someone loses like a hundred pounds, they get some skin removed. What's the, what's the turnaround time on that? And is something like that covered? Like, is that covered by OHIP? Like, it's like, cause you know, I would yeah. Think so, so no? that's a really interesting and tricky question to answer truthfully. So, there, so tummy tucks, uh, okay. There's two procedures on the market for removing skin, let's call it. So one is doing a tummy tuck, which most people know about. The other one is what's called a paniculectomy. So paniculectomies can, we're talking Ontario only because I can't tell you about other provinces or, yeah. or countries. Uh, sometimes paniculectomies can be covered in Ontario, but generally they need to be covered by a bariatric surgeon. So the same guy that would put your uh, lap band on or something like that would, and all you're doing with a paniculectomy is removing a swath of skin. Mm -hmm. So let's say you've got a bunch of skin that hangs down below your belly button, but and it comes and it covers your groin. Let's say you lost 100 pounds, you get a bunch of skin that comes down, covers your groin. There's very, very specific criteria of when OHIP in Ontario would cover removing that skin. But literally, all they're doing, they're not tying muscle. It's nothing fancy. It's just a removal of skin. And that's generally done by a bariatric surgeon. The difference between that and a tummy tuck is in a tummy tuck, you're generally removing all the skin from the belly button to the pubic hairline. You're taking the muscle and you're from your, say your, um, your breastplate, you know, that's a, what we call the xiphoid process. So that in between your, your breast down to your pubic hairline, we're tying all those muscles back together again. And then generally doing some liposuction around your left hand, those are contouring. That's basically a tummy tuck, but none of that happens with a paniculectomy. That's so interesting that you're talking about how it's usually, because usually someone will get bariatric surgery and they lose weight so quickly that you, you right. the skin can't keep up. Right. So that's where you're getting that excess skin. And then that's why your bariatric surgeon does that for you. Oh my yeah. God. 
but that's a very there's a like you have to have a a, um, a discussion with the specific surgeon that does not a lot of surgeons will do paniculectomies yeah. you have to have a discussion with that surgeon and find out if your case is covered or not okay what about fat melting like is that the same as skin tightening or is that we see a lot of these cool sculpts, fat melting machines. Like, can we use that just to, can we put that all over our body and melt our fats? Yeah, generally not. <laughs> uh, so yeah, sometimes, you know, you know, the companies are, sometimes you can get some in reality. Can you get some skin tightening? Sure you can. Right. Yeah. But it's, you're not getting a significant amount of it. There's really, you know, the big players on the market would be something like say cool sculpting, uh, uh, sculpture, Oh, sure. um, those are kind of like the, the big two players okay. on the market and they yep. approach external fat melting in two different ways. Cool sculpting obviously is cooling. So it's like freezing the fat in a given area and um, uh, sculpture is, you're not, you can't call it melting, but it's using heat to basically uh, cause the cell to basically explode. And then that's how you lose the fat. Um, generally, both of those machines, you could kind of lose the same amount, right? You're talking about uh, about a 25 to 30 percent reduction in the fat only in the area that you apply the applicator to, oh. right? Mm -hmm. And then so that uh, basically is over a two um, treatment time period, and and sometimes you can lose up to 25, 30 percent of fat in those given areas. So if you've got you know, let's say you're let's let's say you're a guy like me, and you just got some love handles that you're looking yeah. to get rid of, and yeah. you've um, those machines work well in in kind of the areas where liposuction would work well. Let's say you do you go to the gym, you work out like a dog all the time, and you just can't get rid of you know whatever your inner thigh, or you just can't get rid of your love handles, whatever. Sometimes yeah. those machines may be an option just to get rid of that small little area for you. Okay. Okay. What about, what about, um, I'm just thinking about scar tissue. Cause I know there's a, a lot of women who get like C-sections or old schools who've had old school C-sections, you know, and they used to like, you know, just sure. Um, like that, the scar tissue on that. And then the fat kind of gets on top of that and that's hard for yeah. them, even though they're losing the weight and they're doing all the thing. Is there, why does that happen? And is there anything we can do about that? Yeah, for sure. So lots of things you can do with, um, uh, scar tissue Let's Everybody gets scar tissue. It's the way that your body heals, right? You can't yeah. have surgery without having a scar somewhere. Yeah. As a plastic surgeon, uh, you know, we try to hide the scars. We're not miracle workers. We can't prevent the scar from happening. What yeah. we try to do is we try to strategically pick an area to, to put that scar. So at least when somebody looks at you, it's hidden in a crease, it's hidden in a line, it's hidden somewhere kind of a yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Um, so um, generally what happens, uh, after, so when you heal, when you create surgery, whatever you, you injure your skin, uh, the body wants to form a bunch of collagen and things like that. Right. So you can generally get, there's numerous types of scars, but the most common one that people get after say a tummy tuck is what we call a hypertrophic scar. And the other one is a keloid. Yeah. So keloids, people come in all the time. Oh my God, I had surgery done and I got a keloid and I look at it and I go, you don't have a keloid. There's a very, from a surgeon's point of view, there's a very, very distinct difference between a regular or hypertrophic scar and a keloid scar, mm -hmm. right? So 
Hypertrophic scar is you get your C-section done and you, and it looks like somebody put a big red shoelace underneath your skin. You get a big, so you get a thickened scar, but it's a, it's a line where the surgery yeah. was, yeah. you know, when I broke my arm, I had a hypertrophic scar on my arm. Right. So, yeah. so you get a, you get a thickened scar that follows exactly along where your surgery line was that in a medical term is a hypertrophic scar. That's totally normal. Everybody gets some sort of scarring after surgery. Okay. A, a keloid scar looks like a cauliflower. So it looks like somebody like you had, say you had thyroid surgery, had surgery somewhere. And then all of a sudden part of that scar really bubbles up. You can see it on like a burn sometimes or hypertrophic or keloid a lot because they get, um, it looks like a big cauliflower kind of coming out of your skin. It's, yeah. it's, it's like, so that is a keloid. And that is, again, let's not call it normal or abnormal, but it's a, a certain percentage of the population are more prone to keloids. And areas that you have surgery that are under tension are more prone to keloids. You very rarely see them on the face, rarely see them on the breast because it's an area that's not under a lot of tension. So depending on your type of scar, whether it's a keloid or whether it's a hypertrophic scar, that's how you treat it. So hypertrophic scars, things like silicone, uh, there's some really good products. Uh, VSTAT made by Vivier Pharmaceuticals, our Canadian company. They make okay. a great product to help break down scars. You just apply it over top. Dermatix is another one. It's a silicone-based product. Um, you can laser some of those. Uh, you can put hydrocortisone. There's a, there's a million things you can do for scars, but it really comes down to whether hypertrophic or keloid, how you're going to treat it. Okay. So there are things that you can do. Yes. Good. Amazed. Okay. What about this? And does this, and does doing this help this I'm trying to see her about that size on my your chin and your water. Oh my God. So, I, 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 I tell you, that's probably the most popular area we do these days. Yeah. For sure, by far. So there's lots of things you can do for uh, neck contouring. A lot of those external machines work pretty good on contouring yeah. neck if you don't have a lot of extra skin. Right. Okay. So let's say, let's say, you know, you're turning fifties and, and you get a I'm little tiny to... bit of, you know, you get a little tiny bit of jowling here. You get a little bit of looseness through here. A lot of those external radio frequency devices uh, work very well for tightening the skin in that area. Right. Okay. Well, what if would they be called? What are those, what are those um, called? So Sinusure makes one we use Envy. That works quite well. Um, <laughs> Uh, in mode makes one called Morpheus. Uh, I think they call it the Fractora. It's um, it's there any one of those sort of um, uh, soft wave. There's thermage. There's lots of things you can do for that that will help to basically tighten up the skin. But they have to be, you know, if you've got a big neck down here, it's obviously not going to work, right? Yeah. Then so if many you start years, getting so many years with you, I did that. We, I know we talk about this every time. I forget the name of it. Where I yeah. my I did that. Sean was a, of course, he's a superstar. So he was on Entertainment Tonight, and you were doing some showing some stuff. And I was like, a, I, I was one of the people who got who were lucky enough, and that's kind of how we met to get something done. And so at the time, I had four kids. I was tired. I was stressed out, and I was really starting to get like these jowly things, and my eyes are, were starting to get a little bit just. I, I could see it. I, the stress was aging me. And then you came, and then you. I think you poked a bunch of holes in my face, yeah. and then the collagen 
like it was like hardly any downtime at all. The collagen repeated. And I have just, it's made a big difference ever since, but that's got to be like 20 years ago now. Yeah, a long I'm time assuming, ago. I'm assuming tech. So what was that? And I'm assuming technology has changed a lot. Yeah. So that was, um, that was, think of the original kind of the OG of skin <laughs> resurfacing. That was, um, and it's still around today, still probably one of the most popular machines we use. That was based on CO2. So that was CO2 resurfacing. So okay. in the older days, you either had to have uh, CO2 resurfacing or you had um, chemicals put on like carotid oil or one of those old sort of stuff to sort of pull off the top layer of the skin. Yeah. The downside, CO2 works amazing. The downside of the original CO2, it was what we call fully ablative. So if you think of it, you take a one inch waft of skin and there's all these different layers on your skin. And you want it like exfoliating is getting rid of the top layer so that the under layer can sort of regenerate and regrow and your skin looks great. Yeah. So with those machines, you're basically taking off the top layer of skin. For you, we used a fractionated machine, which basically is carbon dioxide, it's CO2. And what happens is it pokes a million holes into the skin, yeah. leaves normal skin behind. The million holes that we poke in cause your skin to regenerate itself. And as it regenerates itself, it stimulates collagen. And that's where you get the um, benefit of the skin. The nice thing with CO2 is we can, as the surgeon that's working the machine, I can apply how deep I want the hole to go. I can apply how much energy I put into the hole. I can apply to how long I let that energy sit there. So all those things in the back of my mind, I can put all those things together and give mm. you an individual result. And that's what we did for you. So what, what's new in jowls? What's what, what what's new in terms of like these jowly? Why do we get those? What is that even about? Yeah, so jowls are really just as we all age, your skin gets looser. And think of those fibrous bands that cause the cellulite, right? Those bands starts to stretch and then everything just basically starts to fall. I think so, because we're frowning a lot. We, so, we get miserable as we get older and we're all stressed out. and we're all Yeah, like, probably. Yeah. Yeah, my wife will tell you I'm certainly getting miserable as I get older. So for sure, I'm gonna have to start doing it for myself. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? So what can what can we do about those? Yeah, jobs? so try those external machines. So okay. the uh, like one, what we use for you, basically CO2, anything that's gonna uh, cause the collagen underneath to be disrupted and tighten itself. And then yeah. you, obviously, if you've got a lot of extra skin then the step up that I go to as a surgeon, then I start looking at doing things like uh, liposuction and using our, see our Renuvion machine, which is our plasma machine for tightening the skin underneath. Wow. Those treatments you can do awake. You don't need to go sleep for them. They're like 45 minutes, an hour sort yeah. of treatment. And we make a little tiny, uh, like a poke hole under each ear and a little poke hole under the chin. And then we basically do liposuction underneath your chin. And then wow. we use a um, skin tightening machine. It's a plasma machine. And so it's like a, literally like a bolt of lightning. It's helium that gets ignited by radio frequency. And that causes the gas to turn into a plasma. So, and the plasma creates the heat. The heat causes your collagen to contract. And that's how we get rid of the jowls. So and you then can... if you're really bad, we do a facelift. Well, I was, I was going to say, so you could do a lot without getting a whole facelift then. It's quite Correct. Yeah. You know, so let's say, you know, let's say uh, uh, you're in your thirties or pick it. It doesn't really matter. It just depends on the quality of your skin. Right. Okay. So if you've got good skin quality and you, it, 
you could be 30, you could be 50, you got good skin quality and um, you're just starting to notice that you're getting a little bit of gels, then those radio frequency external machines are a fantastic option for you. Okay. If it's like, okay, listen, I got a little bit of turkey neck underneath here and I get a little bit of gels, but they're not really bad, then that's when something like liposuction or using our Renuvion or something to tighten the skin underneath would really help. Okay. If it's like, okay, you know what? I'm really down to here. I've got, you know, a big, you know, really hanging turkey neck. That's when you need to go on to doing like a neck lift in order to remove that extra skin because none of those machines are going to tighten the skin. Uh, you're going to have to physically remove it. So a couple things. So is it better if you to get stuff done earlier or is it wait until you just fall apart and get it done later and fix it all? What What's better then? That's, you know, that's the, the great debate. And it, and now we're starting to see uh, younger and younger people come even in their early 20s, even before they get wrinkles that are coming for oh things God. like neurotoxins, like Botox, Dysport, Zeme, and those kind of a things. And a lot of people are paying much more attention to their skin too. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I say you, you, if you can start off younger and stay out of the sun, use your sunscreen, uh, you will um, put off having to have those treatments to a much later point in life. Yeah, I come from the generation of we we would we would not only not use sunscreen, we use we'd use baby oil with iodine in it, and just to, and then and then I did tanning beds for a while, and, and, and it's starting to show. What what about face aerobics? Like, did, yes. did I, does that? Yeah. Does this, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm trying to think of all the things, man. I'm, I'm desperate. I'll do anything. But, uh, you know, face aerobics. What about that for like the, the this, the, the jowls and the turkey neck and the, the, all of it? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I'm trying to figure out a way to answer that. <laughs> you know, and, and the reason that I hesitate is, you know, I did, a, I have a master's degree in exercise physiology that I did yeah. before medical school. So that stuff is i find very fascinating from an intellectual point of view for me yeah. um so um from a physiologic point of view it doesn't make much sense yeah uh, but from a, a a certain point of view it does it makes some sense let's compare it to the abdomen so there's some great machines on the market now uh m sculpt the neo machine where it's like you've done a thousand sit-ups, so you just yeah. put the machine on for half an hour. And, yeah. and so it get, you get into a whole master's degree of science, but some of it makes sense and some of it doesn't. And this is my okay. dilemma. I just don't know. I did, In my mind, the you're stuff that doesn't make sense is like, eh. So when you're when you're putting that stuff on your face, what it's like a TENS machine, right? Yeah. So you put it on your face and every, you know, 10 seconds, it causes your face to twitch. That twitching really is just not really stimulating any muscle because it's not really doing anything. Okay. But if you get, say, like an M-Sculpt machine where they're doing what's called a T, like it's such an intense contraction that's held for a second and let go. There is lots of scientific evidence when you're lifting weights. If you, you know, you lift up against a really heavy weight and you sort of, you know, you lift it and you drop it kind of thing. There is a lot of uh, isometric exercise. There's a lot of um, okay. uh, research around that. So that makes kind of sense to me. So it's a hard one for me to answer. Some of it makes sense. Most of it doesn't, but some of it does. Okay. I want to talk about age for a second because, you know, I know we talked about it. So is it better? It's like, 
is it, you know, is there any disadvantage? I mean, I know there's an advantage if you're younger and doing some of these things as opposed to being older. Um, is there anything older people need to keep in mind? Is it more risky for them if they do any of these procedures because the skin might be a little bit more worn? Is there is there procedures that you would do for older people as opposed to what you would do for younger people? Or would you do the same procedure for each person? Anything to keep yeah. in mind if we're older? Yeah, I would say um, to me, it really comes down to the individual. Right. Like I literally I, I saw a lady recently was almost 100 years old. She like wow. drove herself here. She could have rode her bicycle here. She was in such amazing shape. It was Love crazy. It. And her skin was fantastic. I would do any treatment on that. I would do on anybody on her. Okay. But I've also seen people that are, you know, in their 70s or my age and their skin is terrible. And I wouldn't do those treatments on it because mm -hmm. just. I just don't see any result happening from that. So um, to me, it really comes down to the quality of your skin. So okay. the the old adage comes if you are younger and let's say, you know, everything is retrospective. I could have gone back if I knew what I knew now 30 years ago when I put some sunscreen on and, and you know, when I, I just did simple little things. Same. I would probably look a lot better now than I do. Right. So <laughs> so I, I think that people now are starting to realize uh, you know, we got women coming in in their late 20s or 30s. They don't even have wrinkles and they want to get a neuromodular like Botox or Dysport done because they just don't, they know that if they do that now, they're not going to get the wrinkles later in life. Yeah. So I think you basically start at a certain age. If you wait too long, then uh, once those lines are really established in your face, no matter what you do, is not going to get rid of them. Great. I'll see you next week. I'll be in to see you next week. I'm going to sure, get all of that. We are running out of time. I'm very co uh, cognizant of that because um, I know you're a busy man. What do people want to reach you, find you? Where can they? I know you have Instagram. Like, but if someone wants to book a, an appointment with you, where do they find you? Um, do you do online consultations because you have people from all over the world? Yeah. Like, yeah. How do we find you? Yeah, we're doing lots of online consultations now, you know, particularly with COVID and stuff like that, people coming in from out of town. So drseanrice.com, our new website's coming up uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. Nice. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. You can also get me through our things like the liquid butt lift, uh, okay. uh, anything like that. You can you can find me nice, here sweet. at a mom spa. You can get me through here, too. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna come visit you. Um, thank you so much. I super appreciate the time that you take to break it out down. The the reason why I love you and love having our guests because a lot of people don't have access to someone to ask these kinds of questions. You know, you go to your doctor, but when it comes to your skin, it's a whole other thing. So I appreciate your time. I know you'll be back because you're never gonna leave me. You're gonna keep coming back, group after group after group, right? That's right? okay. I don't mind anytime. <laughs> I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> All right, Sean, thank you so much. And um, thanks everyone watching again. If you, uh, if you're looking for Sean, we'll put some contact details above on the post. If you're listening by way of podcast, you can find him on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, Rice cosmetic surgery. There you go. All right. Thanks, Sean. Thanks everyone for joining us. Have an amazing day. Thank you. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com